there. Welcome to Warm Fuzzies, a podcast from Daily Pause. I'm your host, Carmen Hotchkiss, and today I'm speaking to Nathan and Leanne Pensack-Reinert of Denver, Colorado. Nathan and Leanne are the pet parents of Zelly, Denver International Airport's first and only therapy cat. Now, if you're someone who flies a lot, you might have encountered therapy dogs at some airports you've traveled through, or maybe even an occasional cat or therapy pig. At least 37 airports in the United States have programs set up in which volunteer handlers and their certified therapy animals wander the terminals. They offer free petting and temporary furry companionship to anyone who could use some relief from the tension of traveling. Denver has the largest airport animal therapy program in the world. How do we know that? Because in 2022, it was added to the Guinness Book of World Records for being so. Denver has more than 80 dogs on their squad. And of course, one very cool cat named Zelly. Welcome to Daily Paws Presents Warm Fuzzies. I'm so excited about our guests today. I have never met them in the Denver airport, but from now on, you can be guaranteed that every time I fly through Denver, I'm going to be keeping my eye open. So welcome, Nathan and Leanne. And would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Sure, go ahead. Sure. Yeah, so I'm Nathan. And I'm Leanne. And yeah, we are the cat parents of Zelly, the cat. Um, so Zelly is a registered therapy cat, um, and she primarily volunteers at the Denver airport with us. She's joining the canine airport therapy squad, or the uh, animal therapy team at the airport. The acronym is CATS, and she is the first and currently still only cat on the CATS team. That's really cool. Before we go into more detail about what Zelly does at the airport, can you tell us a little about her? Of course. Yeah. So Zelly, she's 11 years old. We adopted her when she was a kitten. She was only three or four months old when we got her. We adopted her just after we had adopted a Shiva puppy. And so it worked out for both of them. He got used to cats and then she got used to dogs really fast. Luckily, our other two cats were already used to dogs. And so there wasn't any problem there. We've got three dogs and two other cats. She's our youngest cat, um, but she looks pretty good for her age. (laughs) She's definitely one of the friendliest cats. She loves attention. She just loves sitting on people's laps, especially when we're at the airport or climbing on top of their luggage, just sitting there, taking in everything, getting chin scratches. Well, she sounds like a really amazing cat. What did she do that made you think this cat is special? We kind of joke around that she acts more like a dog than a cat. She was the first cat to learn how to use the dog door Um, and then... We had some friends over who actually weren't cat people. And I think that's kind of how the conversation started of they were like, oh, well, Zelly's a really cool cat. She'll just come up and jump on them and like lay her head on their shoulder and just want to be pet. And so that kind of kicked off the conversation of she would make a great therapy animal. Do they have therapy cats? And I think after we were talking to friends, Nathan kind of looked up. Um, some therapy programs to see, right? Yeah. And then... Yeah, we were like, I know therapy dogs are a thing, like mm-hmm. therapy cats a thing. And then the organization Pet Partners, turns out that, yeah, there's therapy, cats, dogs, llamas, I think pigs, mini horses, so yeah, options. We're like, okay, you know, there's a therapy cat thing. Um, 
we were Googling around and found Pet Partners that is an organization that I think there's seven different types of animals they certify or register rather as therapy animals. They have uh, llamas, mini horses, dogs, cats, I think pigs, a couple other ones. I can't remember. Rabbits, I think too. Rabbits, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like may as well try and see what happens. See if we can make the cut. Yeah. We did. So I think it was 2016. Um, Nathan decided he was going to go through the program with Zelly to see if he could register to become her handler. And so the program, you have to go through how to be an advocate for your animal. After he went through all those lessons and there was an in-person test um, that he had to go through with Zelly to make sure that she was fit to be a registered therapy animal. And so the test consisted of things like making sure she could sit on someone's lap for like five to 10 seconds, holding her while walking next to a neutral dog. Um, some other ones were Yeah, like, make sure like if there's a loud noise or like a new place, she does fine. Or if she does get nervous, right, she can recover quickly, um, leave treats type of thing. Make sure she like doesn't eat the treats yeah. and... <laughs> Um, was okay with like a crowd of people coming around. I don't think her. I could pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and not be like too distracted with toys and things. Um, so she passed with flying colors, and so did Nathan too. <laughs> and so um, they started going to memory care units. I think Nathan, you went like maybe once a month, twice a month. Um, so we'd visit patients, or they would visit patients in memory care units. They would like let Zelly sit on their laps and they would just tell stories of like their childhood pet, especially their cats or their dogs. And, you know, it was so sweet. Cause I think I remember Nathan telling me that like people would tell him the same story every time he came in. Um, and so he kind of got to know like a few of the different residents and stuff and like heard multiple times about their favorite animal that they remembered. So that was really cool. And even talking to people at the airport, too, who know about therapy programs, uh, we mentioned the you know memory care facilities. And they're like, oh, my gosh, like animals are the best in those environments, right? Like animals, they'll just sit there. They don't judge. And they're just happy sitting on your lap. It always <laughs> makes me just tear up just a little bit talking about that. So you're doing the memory care thing. How did the idea of going to the airport come about? Yeah. So um, the commute where I generally would do the memory care was half an hour drive without rush hour. So after a while, I'm like, can we figure something out closer? Pet Partners has a volunteer portal where anybody looking for therapy animals, you know, libraries, whatever, can just post requests. And I just happened one day to look. And so we live 10 minutes from the airport. And I was shocked when I saw that uh, said, oh, Denver Airport is looking for a therapy cat. Like, come on, that's not real. Right? <laughs> it's like perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I inquired. I did not know about the CATS program before um, emailing them. But it turns out that the CEO of the airport at the time uh, is a total cat fan. And they're like, hey, I think she'd think it's amazing if we could get an actual cat on the CATS team. They weren't expecting much, I don't think, to come from this. Just so happens that we're like, oh, we live super close to the airport. You need a cat. She's perfect. registered. <laughs> um, and so. 
yeah, it just kind of kicked off from there. And then when he started going, um, I decided I would also become a registered handler with Sully. And so I went and took the test as well so that I could accompany Nathan and Sully at the airport. It was a little bit easier with two people. That way one person could kind of talk, the other can hold Sully and all of the cats uh, volunteers they all have trading cards for their animal. And so um, while one of us is holding Zelly, the other is talking about the program, handing out her business card, a trading card, as they like to call it. Yeah. (laughs) So it worked out. Um, We've been doing that since 2018, uh, taking her to the airport about once a month for a couple hours um, until obviously COVID hit. And then we took a small break, but it's resumed since then. And we've been going every month. (laughs) Right now, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Leanne and Nathan have more to reveal about Zelly and her work at Denver International Airport. Plus, they'll share how you can find them the next time you happen to be passing through. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to Daily Paws Presents Warm Fuzzies. How do you identify, or maybe Zelly identifies people who want to have a cat visit? Is it the cat hair on their clothes or are there other ways you can tell? So we have matching vests with Zelly and all the volunteers have them too uh, at the airport. And so she's so small that we do carry her when we're walking. Um, and her vest does say pet me on there. <laughs> Although it's kind of hard to see sometimes when she's being held. A lot of times we'll just kind of try to make eye contact with people if they're not looking at their phones. If They kind of just give us a look and like follow us with um, their eyes. Like, why is there a cat in the airport? Usually one of us will be like, oh, do you want to pet her? This is part of the Denver airport. We volunteer here. And that kind of gets the conversation going. Sometimes people are like, oh, no, I'm allergic to cats. So other people are like, yes, please. I need to pet a cat right now. I miss my cat so (laughs) much. And so usually once one person uh, starts petting her and we start talking about the program, other people walking by will be like, is that a cat? Right? Um, yeah, oh, I have to pet this cat. I yeah. don't know what's going on. And so sometimes they'll rush over if they see us walking by and they're like, oh my gosh, it's the cat. We've never seen her before. Like, we're so excited. Um, we don't usually get to see her. And that'll just kind of draw people's attention to us. And then more people usually tend to come over asking what the program is and petting her. And it kind of just snowballs yeah. from there. And it's just as much for the employees as it is for passengers. Like, it's stressful on both sides, right? We've been there during major cancellations. And they're like, please just come over and talk to both the passengers and Mm -hmm. us. (laughs) Yeah, just gets you away from, yeah, whichever side you're on. That's a really good point. I hadn't thought about 
the employee piece, but um, yeah, they're doing stressful jobs and many of them are probably away from their pets as well. Can you think of any particular stories about somebody that really made a connection with Zelly in a striking or unusual way? I don't know that I remember any very specific ones. What sticks to me is when they just see her and then ask if they can like hold her. And then usually once they're cuddling, they'll tell us like, oh, I just lost my cat recently, or I've been away from my cat for so many weeks. And those are usually the stories that I remember the most. We just let them have their moment with Zelly. Yeah. And it's also interesting, you know, nowadays with smartphones, everyone at the airport, when we're walking around, it's just like, you know, looking at their phone, whatever. But, you know, you can look at somebody and be like, oh, they're not probably a cat person. Um, Like we were there a couple days ago and there was this guy that I'd be like, oh, he's probably not a cat person. This macho big guy. And then he's like, oh, a cat. So we're like, oh, do you want to pet her? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 let's do it. And so she jumped on his lap. And he just opened up and was talking like the most friendly person, right? You're like, I would not expect that. But yeah, it just goes to show that. Don't you know, judge a book. Yeah, exactly. it's cover, right? <laughs> and that she brings that out from people, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, exactly. brings out their their warmth and their humanity. That's a pretty great gift. For sure. Does she ever interact with the dogs who are part of the CATS program? Yeah, there's something that they have to stay away from other therapy animals, just as a safety precaution, but there are times where Zelly, like, she really wants to go and see the dog. She loves seeing the dogs. We have been, like, near some of them. She wants to go over to say hello, but um, at the same time, she's like, okay, whatever. She's just not phased at all. She's just like, okay, this is just another big dog. It's fine. <laughs> Her cat-likeness is coming out. Like, eh. It does, yeah. She knows she's special for sure. <laughs> I saw the photos of her with her vest on and Zelly's vest you have customized just a little bit. Um, Can you tell us about the change that you made to her vest? Yeah, so the airport made her vest with the S crossed out so that it just says cat. It's very cute and people (laughs) do notice it and they point out, they're like, oh, she's a cat. I get it. Canine airport therapist called the cats. Earlier, you mentioned when you were going through the certification program that one of the pieces of that was learning how to advocate for your pet. That really struck me. Can you tell me a little bit more about like what what does that mean? Yeah, so it's basically being able to tell when your cat needs a break or your animal needs a break, making sure that they're not getting overwhelmed. Our shift is two hours. Sometimes it's a little bit over just because it takes us more time to uh, either get into the airport or get out of the airport. But you also just want to make sure that your animal isn't stressed or tired. Zelly, we kind of know towards the end of her shift when she's getting a little bit like, okay, I'm done for today. Like, I've, I've kind of hit my limit. And so being an advocate, knowing when to not let more people pet her so that she gets overstimulated and setting those boundaries with people. We have been to the airport where there have been like a lot of kids. And while she does love kids too, um, sometimes if they all surround her and crowd, um, she's okay with it sometimes. But if it's towards the end of her shift, then we have to be like, okay, just, you know, take a step back. Um, 
pet her one or two people at a time so um, she doesn't get overstimulated or overwhelmed and yeah, just sticking up for her. Yeah, and that's one of the many reasons why we like to go together. There have been times with like 10, 15 plus kids around her. And that's just a lot for any person to handle without a cat. So, so one of us can watch Zelly and then a person can like play crowd control almost. And then works out much better. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I love that description of just being more aware of your pet, just what their needs are in a moment. Tell us about Zelly's name. How did she get her name? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a very random story. Um, when I was in high school, I used to play online games with my friends. And one of um, my friends, her online game name was Zelly. And it just stuck with me. I just really liked that name. And so um, when Nathan adopted her and we were trying to figure out a name, I just suggested it. She just looked like a Zelly. Although we didn't realize it would be such a difficult name to pronounce when you see it because it's X-E-L-I. So yeah, it just stuck and he liked it. And we were like, okay, her name's Zelly from now on. <laughs> I love that. So when we're traveling through the Denver International Airport and encounter one of the therapy dogs or Zelly working, what should we know? So I think the first two things that come to mind for me, um, first of all, you might not always know they're a therapy animal, especially at the airport, right? There's TSA dogs, there's police dogs, like you should not pet them. Service dogs. Um, I'll always ask, right, if you can pet the dog or be the dog. Cat. Yeah. (laughs) And the other thing is like, if they are a therapy animal, they're there for you. Don't be scared of them, right? At the airport, they're super friendly. Yeah. So just talking about the Denver airports, therapy dogs they will all have the purple vest just like their owners but um i agree with nathan definitely ask before just in case you know they might be on their way home they might be at the end of their shift um you never know another thing for therapy animals just know there is a difference they are not service animals so they don't necessarily have a service animal type job so they can't go into like restaurants and stuff like service animals can it's slightly different than an emotional support animal too emotional support animals tend to be for their owner or that one person um, versus for therapy uh, animals tend to be again like Nathan said for others. <laughs> I appreciate that description, the difference between a therapy animal and a service animal. I guess one of the most asked questions we get is like, is she on anything? Like how do you make her so calm? How do you train her? as a cat and to be honest we didn't really train her like this is just her personality um and we do get that a lot of people who have said like oh i had a stripedy cat too and they were just the sweetest and so maybe it's it's the stripedy cats (laughs) um but yeah she just loves people and attention and um (laughs) then when we're not at the airport i work from home um so she's on my lap you know whenever there's a meeting started there's like a, you know, a tail off by my desk. <laughs> What's going on? So all my coworkers know her as well. She shows up to all the meetings. <laughs> yeah. When she's not like in here on his lap, she's definitely on the couch or she is with the dogs, like not chasing them, but having them chase her and just teasing them or she's outside on the deck sunning herself. So my last question to you guys, if I'm stuck in the Denver airport, and I really need a Zelly dose. 
where can I find you guys? Yeah. So if you follow um, Denver or Den Air on X or Twitter, um, they usually post which therapy animals are on which concourse that day or the day prior. Because it's a volunteer program, we only are able to go once a month for a couple hours. And usually you can find us on Concourse C. Sometimes we'll be at the main terminal or we'll switch it up and be on Concourse A or B. But it's really easy to get through um, in between all the concourses through the train at Denver Airport. If you know you're going to be at Denver Airport, uh, you can always just message us through Zelly's uh, Instagram or Therapy Cat Zelly. Um, and then we can always check our schedules to see if we're available to stop by with her to volunteer and just do her hours then. So yeah, there's a few ways, but um, definitely check Denver airport online. And if that's not enough options, um, <laughs> if you also, yeah, Google for Denver airport cats, all the profiles are online. So you can see Zelly, all the dogs. Um, there's a email address there. You can also email the airport. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I personally will be scheduling longer layovers in Denver from now on <laughs> and just in the hopes that it'll all align. So sure, yeah. <laughs> Nathan and Leanne and Zelly, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute joy to learn more about this program and to meet you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much Thanks, for having yeah. us. Thanks for yeah. the opportunity as well. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this episode of Daily Pause Presents Warm Fuzzies. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen, and we'd love your feedback. If you could rate this podcast and leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. You can also find us online at dailypause.com slash warm fuzzies podcast. We hope you'll join us again next Thursday for our final episode of the season. We'll be talking with Sarah Bowen, who earlier this year rescued a tiny white kitten she spotted while running the Chicago Marathon. How that all transpired is an incredible tale you won't want to miss. See you next week. <laughs>